0: Hello and welcome to Classical Stuff You Should Know, a podcast about the ancient world and education and stuff. My name is Thomas Magby. I am joined, as always, by Mr. A.J. Hannenberg. That's me. And Mr. Graham Donaldson. Hi. Hello. Gentlemen, we are here. You all had all the funny puns, and I was going to pretend that they were my puns, but I can't do it. I just can't lie to the audience anymore. Guys, do you want to say all of your funny things you said about this being part four of Plato's Republic?
1: oh play uh there's a new hope there's yeah, a new hope i thought it was a good a new one because guys got jar jar binks in it but which is 1st isn't one? Like well, five, well, the fourth five? star wars no, sure.
0: that's sure it's fair. episode one though. And then
2: we then we started talking about what a shaved Wookiee would look like mm,
0: yeah so you know i just i was gonna steal all of that pretend that i was the witty one it's not me guys i think a pig just I, like, don't I think it's just a dude. I think that's right. He, well, <laughs> because he was, in fact. <laughs> was like, yeah. Hey, I'm Dave. <laughs> just a, yeah, a dude in the costume, right? <laughs> no,
2: no, no. It was just like a real Wookiee. If you shaved, it just probably looks like a dude. Right. I guess that would make sense, right? A yeah, hairy guy. Or yeah. maybe with a snout. Well, a dude be. with a snout.
0: It like would a or like, like, a,
2: like a rounded mouth. Yeah, I don't know about like it. Like a Neanderthal. Oh,
0: there you go. Oh, okay. That sounds closer to it. rounded mouth. What's a
2: rounded human you know, like, mouth No, like, like? Like, like, like? a Like a roundy, roundy mouth.
0: <laughs> You're not round helping. Mouth. Like a <laughs> roundy mouth. Yeah, like, you. Round. Good. like round. Like a snout? I'll try to, tell you to the round. snout part? I don't entirely understand. Anyway, actually, if you want to dry, not, sh- draw a shaved wookie, we'll please you. email us. Send at... us some more memes. Thank you, loyal listener oh, man. who keeps sending us memes. Well, yeah. Those sustain AJ. They gave him life. Really,
1: they do. Whoever's been sending me memes, thank you so much. I I read them and I giggle and I just love it so much. And
0: But actually, we're not here to talk about Star Wars. I believe we're here to talk about about Plato's Republic. Plato's Republic. Graham is already on his phone. I'm Googling a shaved Wookiee. We are, we are off, we are <laughs> off to of a already. great start. I'm,
2: oh, woof. Don't Google shaved Wookiee. <laughs> why, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Is <coughs> your phone a Blackberry? Can't unsee I'm that. Like, it's a Blackberry. I do have a Blackberry. Can you get a
0: real phone, please? This is... Canada's finest phone you need yeah. <laughs> you need buttons you pour yeah i don't like that at all seriously okay anyway uh aj this is all you
1: okay we're back for play part four and um if you're getting sick of this you just let me know and Why i'll do something saying, else this is a good yeah, topic is, but i one. like
0: very cool, good. and yes.
1: it's the beginning of everything classical unless you count the iliad and the odyssey right who cares about those books? Or Gilgamesh. Or if you, if you don't count all those guys <laughs> so fourth, and Socrates yeah, and okay. some other writers well, who are no. also important. But you, you really Ignore think, him. like, who is one of the most important dudes ever? Well, George Washington, obviously, but okay. Plato only slightly less. I feel like we're undercutting our argument right <laughs> off the well, bat. Plato so, okay. really is okay, a huge deal. And so I have always... Str- like I've stalled out k- kind of right around book four whenever I do the Republic and I'm excited to to finish this monster So if you're into it, we'll finish we'll finish her out and you will be able to, you know Go back and say like, oh, we did the whole Republic and I know what's in there and I kind of get the gist of it and um, So I'm, you know, if you're in for the journey, I'm in for the journey. Back I've been I've been loving it So boys, do you remember what's happened so far? Something about... Chapters s- one, two, and three. We're we,
0: trying to figure out what
1: justice is. Okay, we're trying to figure out what justice we is. We built
0: a city at some point. Yeah.
1: Okay, why are we trying to figure out what
0: justice is? Because we got because of a drinking party where some guy asked? Kind of, yes. There's okay. one
1: cranky guy, and he's like, it's the justice is this the right of the strong over the weak, and right. everyone's like, you're a doofus, and then he's like, raw, 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 and he like gets huffed and walks off, and then some of the kids around are like... Is it? No, but yeah. really. Yeah. Like, really. He, the guy had a point. Maybe he argued it poorly, but your answer wasn't very good. Socrates. Mm-hmm. So you need to do better you need to figure it out. In, so if anyone
2: Socrates does the if we can see it in the big, we can see it in the small. Hmm. So now we're building this looking building for city. justice in the city.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you're if you're just if this is your first Plato podcast, consider going back Please and listening back. to Republic one, two and three. Seriously, but they're if very not, good. Uh, it's basically a conversation between Socrates, who was uh, Plato's mentor and a bunch of other folks. And Socrates is a bit of a ham. He's mm. a bit of a card. He's kind of cheeky and pretends to be stupid, even though it's he's clearly really smart. And it's it's fantastic. Like reading reading the Republic really is a treat. Okay, so uh, he said, right? If we want to find justice in the person, well, I don't know what really what that is. Why don't we look where it's big and kind of get an idea of what it is? Maybe in a city. And everyone's like, oh, that seems like a good idea. And he's mm. like, okay, well. Let's construct the perfect city. So he spends three books doing what does the perfect city look like? It actually right. ends in this book, book four, and I'll, and I'll get you there. But the last part we ended on last week was talking about the, the treatment of the guardians. And mm-hmm. the guardians, as far as I understand, is two classes of people. We have our ruling guardians who make the laws, and we have our warrior guardians, True. right? Right. And all together... Enforce the laws. Who, are, who enforce the it's laws. Terrifying. And all together, these people are the guardians of the state, right? They, they pretty much run things, they're in charge, and then you have the populace. Mm-hmm. And their treatment... Do you remember anything about the way that they were treated and their lifestyle?
0: Wasn't this the stuff about you only tell them stories, like heroic stories? Yep, only heroic stories. And... Only
1: music in the major key that's about good. marching and victory, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, none of that sad music. None of that sad minor key business. No yeah. weird stringed instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, There was...
2: Didn't you feed them special food? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, you you got them used Protein. to the diet. We talked about meat, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, oh, yeah, you yeah, feed yeah. them the meat that is typical to a soldier on the move. Roast so, like, it over only fire. Only stuff you can roast. Yeah, none you know? of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, no sweet sauces. No sweet sauces. That, that. Yeah. Oh. that makes okay. you yeah. all gross. So uh-huh. no sweet sauces. Hearty fare. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they, uh, they don't like money. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are not allowed to have money or own property. In yeah. fact, you have to live kind of in barracks in common. And they sort of assuage your desire for that sort of thing by telling you, you've got golden in blood. In blood. You
2: are yeah. money. Right, <laughs> you
1: are. <laughs> you literally, literally look like a million yeah. dollars. Wow. <clears throat> and that's how they sort of. You know, kind of. Well, the, like, why would you dirty yourself by touching the fake stuff that everybody else is trading around when you have you're that the, when you're money the real yourself. deal? Yeah. I think it's a great idea to to found a state upon lies. lies. Yeah, seriously, for its most important people. We had a, no. We had a whole debate about the
2: fact that states are just lies everyone agrees on. Oh, my gosh. That's this sounds
0: cynical like, and sad. That sounds <laughs> no, like no, a No, no, stories, oh everybody. Back to conspiracy theory podcast. Boo, <laughs> Graham. Boo. Boo, <laughs> Why indeed. would you even say that, Graham? Yeah. Uh,
1: a story you, is a lie. <laughs> talking band. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Graham doesn't get to talk for the rest for four of the world. Hey, not just do four, four minutes. Wow. Just put him in his place. Time <laughs> <laughs> timeout. Right, I, I, I
0: think he's actually doing it.
1: <laughs> he picked up his Blackberry. Is there a timer
0: on your Blackberry? Do they <laughs> put that
1: on there? <laughs> when the thing you pick up sassily is a Blackberry, you don't make whole thing. It's
0: a sweet phone. Wait, you're not supposed to be talking. Graham, we just—we yes. literally just four talked minutes. about this. Reset the four uh, minutes. He's—he's he's looking very cross. <laughs> um, okay.
1: So the question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Graham is looks very upset, being very cheeky. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he set a timer. timer. I think he's actually going to not talk. It's a goofy looking for timer for four minutes. Okay. So the question that this chapter, book four, starts out with is, well, what about those? Poor guardians, really yeah. like no money, no conveniences. Right. They can't even spend money on a mistress. Like, <laughs> Wait, that's like <laughs> no. I'm not really, kidding. That's, that's the in there. He's like, they can't even spend money on luxuries <laughs> wow. like food and mistresses. Mistresses <laughs> oh are just casually thrown in there <laughs> okay. as a luxury. Wow. Apparently, it was a common thing yeah. that just having a mistress was a deal. And he's like, they don't. They don't seem like they're going to be happy, right, right? With their with their fare. And his response is like, yeah, maybe, but our goal isn't to make every individual oh, in the state happy. happy it's to make right. a happy whole, to get like lots of happiness for lots of people. Right. He's like, sure, we could make everybody happy if we gave them big, like purple robes and crowns and Is this what made says? everybody. Yeah. Really? He's like okay. you can make every common person absolutely ecstatic by mm-hmm. just showering money upon him and giving him nothing but sweetmeats
0: and mistresses. Right. right? But, also, but that's not uh, the point. I, I'm just wondering if, actually, will they be happy by fulfilling their role? I don't I don't know. If... And that's one of the, the oh, other really? things he says okay. is like, I'm not sure
1: that they would be unhappy, first right. of all. But second of all, that's not even our goal. And right. then he has, he's got a little bit of analogy, a little bit of an analogy, working on my enunciation. You're doing great. Thank you. About painting a statue. So for those of you who've been to museums, you might not know that most of the statues from antiquity that are now white marble were traditionally painted. Painted, hmm. right? They they oh, were all true. painted vibrant colors, and then it is only with age, excuse me, yeah. with age that they have lost their color and sure. turned white, right? So he says, "Look, if I was painting a statue, and some dude came up, and Graham is looking, he's just pouting in we're the corner. We're about two minutes in. We're about yeah, two minutes in. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna just barge in I'm with
0: so <laughs> some like deep profound thought. Anyway, yeah, this is gonna be wonderful."
1: Um, so he's like, if I was painting a statue and some, some dude came up and he's like, just focused in on the eyes and he's like, man, you should make the eyes purple. That'll look really cool. Like, they'd be so pretty if you made them like mostly purple. Mm-hmm. And then the painter would be like, I'm aiming for an, whole, an overall effect here. Right. Like if I tried to make every single piece as beautiful as possible. Ah, it wouldn't actually make a good piece of art. It wouldn't actually make a good piece of art. Sure. Exactly. Okay. So I, I think his point's okay on that one. Sure. So what about our guardians? Well, they can suck it up. is kind of, <laughs> it's kind of his answer. Yeah. Um, and then he, he talks into like, they're they're just sort of like naming problems within their state, right? We're finishing up creating this city. And one of the things that he talks about is he's like, okay, I'm seeing another problem besides our unhappy guardians. And that's that there are two causes of the corruption of artisans. One is wealth. The guy's like, what do you mean? He says, well, if, if say I'm a good potter and then I get wicked rich Mm -hmm. as a potter, what do you think is going to happen to the effort I send towards my pottery?
0: Much less effort.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to phone it in hard. Right. I'm rich, right? right? I don't have to work so hard, so my my artistry is going to suffer. Right.
0: What if I'm wicked poor? What is going to happen to my art? You're going to try really hard so that you can make money?
1: Right. But if it gets... Graham is shaking his head, but he is uh, not allowed to talk. Does um,
0: communication count? Nonverbal communication? <laughs> no, I miss Graham being able to talk. 40 more seconds, I think.
1: I know. We'll get there. Uh, okay. So... He says, if you're in total abject poverty, you literally can't afford the supplies for your trade. You'd never be able to. You can't do it. So on both yeah. ends, you have trouble. So the solution is a middle way, right? So he had it way before good old Siddhartha, Gautama Buddha. Wow. You know, middle way, yeah. some, something in the middle. This is good. Um, and then he's like, okay, I see, I see another problem with our state. It's that, you know, we are... We're not very money-focused. We're not focused on luxuries and provide... Like, we have some, but we're not a money-focused state, right? Mm-hmm. How are we going to go to war against the rich and powerful? What's our plan? A plan for... Wait. He's like, look at our state. Right. We're austere. Mm-hmm. We are, we have great warriors, mm-hmm. sure. But what what happens if we go up against a huge state with lots we of lose. money? How do we solve this?
0: Uh, we take their wealth. We... We need to... We got to beat them to take their wealth. Is Graham back in the mix? Graham, please get back in the mix. I clearly... Shoulders
2: sore from carrying the podcast, Thomas?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hated this. This was the worst. Um, All of our listeners are like, Graham, please talk. We shower them with glory and songs and praises. We give
1: them something... We give our warriors something to fight for. Okay, maybe. And then they might die because it's a huge army. Yeah, yeah. He says, okay, what you do is... Well, if you're going against two rich and powerful cities, Mm -hmm. what you do is you go and talk to one of them and Mm -hmm. you say, look, why are you all in with those guys... You can fight us, but we are we have nothing to give you, mm-hmm. right? Oh, interesting. Yes, you can beat a poor city and take nothing, or you can ally with us because we won't take any of the spoils. Mm-hmm. We will help you beat this other city, and you can take everything. Wouldn't yeah. that be an attractive proposition? Sure. That's smart. And he says, well, if you're thinking about a large and rich city as one city, mm-hmm. you are doing it wrong because a large and rich city is multiple cities within one location and the truth is he's like you have lots of groups of people you have the incredibly rich and you have the incredibly poor Mm -hmm. and if what you do is you try to ally with the poor against the rich who are running with the city you all of a sudden find yourself with many friends indeed
0: because you've taken the wealth from those rich people given it to the poor
1: well, so say I'm going up against the city, right? right? The city is usually run by the wealthiest few, yes. And so if I start spreading rumors to the poor that we can overthrow, and then we're not going to take any of the riches, right? Mm-hmm. We'll just help you in rebellion. Mm-hmm. Then they'd be like, "Oh, we're on we're on that guy's side, Right. yeah. Sure. Why are, why are we helping these rich dopes right. like get more rich, right? When we can get rich if we just help this other city? Is it? This is, so this is there's a security that comes with thriftiness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so see, like exactly I. I if and because a huge city is subject to that kind of divide of populace, right?
0: Does he does he say anything? I didn't think about it till you said it. Inequality exists within this city, but inside of our ideal city. There are rich and poor. Like, I don't know. Did, does Socrates even reflect on this to say what's inside of us? No. It's just interesting that uh, our ideal state is not. You know, everyone has the exact same skill or mm-hmm. um, ability or wealth or pick your thing. I just. I, I didn't think about that until you just said that there are rich and poor people. Like, yeah. why wouldn't our ideal city not have poverty? Because right? it's perfect. So says Socrates. Poverty is perfect. No, it just doesn't have po- poverty. Yeah, he doesn't. Oh, really it does mention have it. So we we don't have poverty in our uh, city. Not as oh, far as I know, okay. it has
1: not been addressed. Okay, right. We. Okay. Ass- I think he assumes that if we create the perfect state, organized in so far perfectly, as the
2: state doesn't, uh, as people in the state don't want these riches. Yeah, exactly. If we so then there's, there's going to be enough the, to
1: go around. The people perfectly. and yep. the guardians aren't. Oggling after riches, right. and everyone <clears throat> is sort of doing their own thing and doing it well, and mm-hmm. not trying to barge into anybody else's thing. Right, mm-hmm. right. We have we have a functioning state. Really okay, it's functioning well. Sure. Okay. The next question is how big? How big is our city? How big? Sh- how big should we allow ourselves to get before splitting off? L- big enough
2: that everybody can hear somebody talking in the town square.
0: It's like shouting really loud. Yeah. So like, isn't it the answer? I thought yeah, that was the answer. There's a dude who yells. At, yeah. Th- I and then, the and then if
2: it's, and then if the, That's the size of the polis, yeah. Yeah. And then if the, then Wait, it,
1: what did I miss this? I, don't I,
2: know. I, I do not recall. It could recall be, something, this else. Section. It oh. could be some, something different. I quoted it
0: before, but that, that, that used to be the like size of the city.
2: If like yeah. your
0: polis should be no bigger
2: than if f- when you're in the forum and you yell and the dude, the back can't hear you. Your city's too big.
0: And there's, but there's some like a uh, example from antiquity. It's like some guy with a really loud voice. If you can't hear him, yeah. then <laughs> your polis is too big. Like, sc- sc- yeah, right. Scream, mommies! Yeah, my, yeah, scream, mommies! No, There's just, just one, one guy whose job is to holler in the polis, and if you
1: move too far away, I can't hear scream, It's like, all <laughs> right, up, time up. to start a second city. Yeah, I
0: don't know if that's in the Republic, but that's a thing I've quoted before. So, yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I don't remember any. Speaking of that, I still do. I'm, I'm looking at the spot where they talk about the size, and I do not see anybody hollering in hmm. the polis. Maybe did you guys see one? Is is this one of those like fake internet quote things? <laughs> yeah. You're being pumped right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> this whole podcast is a scam. Sorry. Like there, there. No, this is that's real. true. A thorough number of yeah. C.S.
1: Lewis quotes bonking around the internet that are totally that he real. Absolutely yeah. never said. That's a fair point. Yeah. So how big should the city be? How do we regulate the size of the city? As large as is good for unity. <laughs> okay. Oh, <that's> great. <laughs> All right. Helpful. Good <laughs> so, answer. <laughs> super useful. Uh, So, the moment you start getting like crazy dissension among the populace, you should probably like start a new city. Yes, yeah, start a new city and just split off a little bit, right? If we can't all get together and agree on things, then so, like, we have problems. 25 people. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You have a bleak outlook on that. Well, remember, Graham, all of these people are perfectly educated. Oh, yes. That is Sorry, true. I forgot. Right? Yeah. Definitely listen to happy marchy music, yeah. or so, dance EDM. I believe we, we had that, that yeah. I still think Socrates would be totally jazzed over not Skrillex. He thinks Skrillex was the bane of everything. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, a little too screechy. Yeah, it's, it sounds like crazy warfare. Okay, so that's that. I guess my first question to you guys was: Do you think that, like, do you think that America has gotten too big because of our our oh obvious disunity? Or I mean, the cities. Yeah, I mean it's.
2: Ah man, I don't know. Um, how do you how do you organize 300, 350 million people? Right, like I come from a nation of less people than California. Right. So we in Canada, we got thirty million people, but we've got a huge land mass. Mm-hmm. And then the United States, you have a smaller land mass, but ten times more people. Um, well, what Socrates? Uh, um, or what's the the reason why you should s- split in to have more cities just because there's disunity? Was that that was the rationale? Yeah, like he wanted he should... wanted it to
1: be only large enough that could maintain unity.
2: And he's assuming that cities equal state.
0: Yeah. Right? So if right. we don't
2: have the unity, we should have well, that's, we should split into Cuz
0: this was so we so part of our part of the American answer to that is we to have, have states. states. Exactly. But even the state is larger than a than a polis, they're like, laboratories of democracy. Austin exactly right. is
1: larger than any polis. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah.
0: again, we, I think we've talked about Athens having—I forget the number—fifty thousand. I think men, and so I don't know. Like it uh, the, the scale is totally off, right. right? So part of the answer is that there are states that have unique identities to themselves, and so that's a part of it. Um, are we too big? I don't know. I want to say no because it feels weird to say yes.
1: Uh, I, I no, want to say everyone. no because we we can. St- I would say that there are certain ways that we can still communicate with everyone in sure. our polis. Mm-hmm. Um, it, our marketplace it, is different,
0: and it means something to have American values. I think, and so there's a way mm-hmm. of there being unity that I think has uh, many people have said we've lost probably since the I don't know 1950s 1960s. But there is something that unifies us, uh, mm-hmm. and we would call that. Usually, freedom or democracy or some, but some something like that. I didn't have to pass a test to get in. You I just know? had to. I just had to do the.
2: Uh, I just had to do the paperwork needed for someone who was getting a green card. But I didn't have because any like a, values test.
0: Because yeah, but if you were to become a citizen, then there would be like a. a, a but that's more like a facts pass. history thing, yeah. than
2: it is. But isn't
0: there an oath that's also promised probably yeah? A part I think of you're right. I have to
2: like denounce the queen or something. <laughs> so that would be wonderful if that were true to like rip up a picture of her <laughs> um in front of i don't know an effigy of george washington or something oh my gosh
0: yeah i um i want to say that we're not too big because we are capable of agreement through whatever those like shared values are I think right. that's possible i think a, a, a beautiful thing of the american exper- uh, experiment is the possibility of unity across many different people groups that when you look at other nations, they don't often have the melting pot quality that the United States has. And that's worked for us for 250 years or mm-hmm. whatever. So um, I I do not think we are too big because of like unique uh, values that we hold.
2: Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, states don't have, I mean, states have cultural differences. So like Washington state is very different from Texas, which is very different from New Jersey, culturally. But they also but I'm sort of unclear as to what, if they have many large functional differences, right? Like, I guess there are some states that have more established centralized mm-hmm. health care plans and some states that don't. Nevada likes to get pretty weird. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I just wonder like, if you're
2: looking for different states, Nevada and Florida. Like, if you are more of a libertarian and you want less regulation, go to New Hampshire. Right. Um, if you're more of a... Statist and you want to have more centralized control, go to California. I don't know. Is that true? That's sort of been my perception, but I haven't sure. lived in enough states to know if that is, in fact, true. That's just sort of been my outsider's perception.
0: Yeah. Yes, there are unique identities by state, mm-hmm. and you will feel more or less like an insider or outsider, depending on which of those, if you fit with that yeah, yeah. ethos of the state or mm-hmm. whatever. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess I'm hung up on the the question of is the United States too big? That's a different question than are the States too big. Yeah, yeah. Right. And but weirdly enough, like there are stereotypes of Texas, right? And not everyone in Texas is actually a cowboy. Sure. Graham, I don't know if you know this, not You guys don't ride cows? Uh, (laughs) I just love There's a lot of them. Sure. But But that's the thing. They're easy to ride and very slow. (laughs) Good. (laughs) They do not much object. But maybe I don't know. But, there, but again, there is—it means something to be Texan, mm-hmm. right? As yeah. a Texan is different than a Californian. Can I say that? Like sure, sure. Yeah.
2: But then there's also the bigger question about how much have we subsidized populations with using technologi? Are using technology? Like how much have we been able to feed a population because of the te- the technology that we've had with crop yields and what and fertilizers and and these sorts of things? And what happens if? We can't do that anymore. I mean, there's there's sort of the like um, 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 that sort of more fundamental question about like how much people can a landmass actually support.
0: I I think I think it's three percent of Americans that are farmers, and we could fit the entire United States in Texas and have a lower population density than New York. Like we we have lots of land. land. Yeah. Um, not that we would want to have the mm-hmm. population density of New York throughout all of Texas but mm-hmm. anyway, I things like that don't really scare me, but um, I hear you that there are like sustainability questions.
2: Uh, the things that scare me are the like ever increasing needs of fertilizer, a uh, fertilizer for keeping the same amount of yield. Yeah. Sort of got this like red queen effect of running to stay st- in the same spot. But anyway, that's another podcast conversation all together. Good. That's for the conspiracy. Thank theory you. I'm, I'm enjoying this, this theme between that? these three episodes. It's like conspiracy uh, stuff. You should. <laughs> know. Yeah, of course, of course that would be the name. Episode one, JFK. Oh my gosh. I saw there was a student reading oh that. No. What was that? Like that conspiracy theory, JFK book. What was it called? Like, know. um, from the seventies. Oh man. It was like this famous book and it's Just got freaking this, kidding. No, no. It's, it's got this like funky title about what really happened existed. with JFK. Yeah. I can't remember
1: what it is. Um anyway, let's keep going. Yeah, JFK was a fake. He was a puppet that they walked around to be president. Okay. <laughs> puppet state. All right, the next thing is <laughs> literally a puppet state. <laughs> literally a puppet state. Um the so we've we've figured out our size, right? And just just enough to be harmonious. And then the next thing we talk about is education. Like he's like, do we do we need any more legislation than that? Like what about the small stuff? Like what about uh you know, who's got what and who gets like, what about marriage, for example? And who gets to like, how do they marry and how do they procreate children and mm-hmm. all like all of that stuff. And he's like, well, what we got to do is make sure that we, we plan for the most important thing, the number one most important thing that um, will be sufficient for our purpose, right? Which kind of guides everything. And this sounds so self-serving, but it's education. He Hmm. said, nurture. If our citizens are, and I quote, if our citizens are well-educated and grow into sensible men, they will easily see their way through all these as well as other matters. Uh, And basically says that all of these things will, they'll figure it out. And then he kind of drops that, um, follows the general principle that friends have all things in common, which freaks me out because it sounds like marriage and children like, hey,
0: we're just to do it all together. I don't... What does it mean to do that all together? What is it? I'm married, dead, whatever, whoever and everybody, and we raise kids all together. Yes. And Again, I think I said in episode one that about the Republic, I, I always thought that this is like a super totalitarian state that ends up looking like 1984, wherein everyone owns everyone else. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure we pretty do end, end up there, right? So he sort of... Did, he, he I sort don't of think hints he has, at has
1: a here. strong
2: family. I think he's got this sort of like everybody is creating kids together kind of.
1: Yes. Well, I, if I remember, I think later it actually talks about how it, they will take the kids and test them out. Maybe we did that in a previous really? episode I already. I don't remember that, but it's terrifying. Take the kids, test them out and yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. return and then, them. And, and then tell them that it was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <In this laughs> you box? test yeah, them yeah, to find out which one's the most virtuous. Oh, oh, oh we talk about that. we about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is what part I thought he, was interesting. It's like, a, give them a classical SAT
2: and then they figure out what their blood is. And then he said like, ply them with, Oh, yeah. Try
1: to tempt, like, them, and see try which to kids tempt them and see which kids yeah. don't <laughs> give in. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a great idea. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> those were the exact opposite reactions. Yeah. No. So he also says this thing. Also, uh, and I quote, also, I said, the state, if once started well, moves with the accumulating force like a wheel for good nurture and education implant good constitutions. And these good constitutions taking root in a good education improve more and more. And this improvement affects the breed in man as in other animals. Basically, if we make a good crop, they'll make a good crop, and they'll make a good crop, and it's just going to accumulate and get better and better and better. What do you boys think of that? Uh, not true. Why don't you think it's true? Because there's there's
2: great men who have crappy kids.
1: Mm. It's true. Yeah, I was like, you can you cannot expect the education to work perfectly every time and yeah. just accumulate like a wheel. We it, the the breeding doesn't work that way. Right, yeah. people don't. I think in this he's he's probably wrong, mm-hmm. um, and then he goes into a really long diatribe about how we should be really freaked out about any new music. <laughs> okay. I'm not kidding. That's, that's a tangent. Uh, let me let me read you the quote. Um, basically, that music and gymnastics, right, which provided the basis for our education, need to remain intact and unchanged, right? And then he says we'll have we we'll, won't have any regard for the newest songs. And I quote. For any musical innovation is full of danger to the whole state Mm -hmm. and ought to be prohibited. So Damon tells me, and I can quite believe him. He says that when modes of music
0: change, the fundamental laws of the state always change with them. Hmm. I do. uh, I I wonder about this, that music, art, poetry gets beyond your rational faculty. Mm -hmm. Like it gets to some deeper part of yourself. Um, Like, does it? I don't know there is danger in Isn't there the that, media you consume that
2: quote about like um uh, let me let me write the songs of a nation and i care not who writes her laws mm. right like that sure. sort of idea mm-hmm. um, that the the music and the art end up playing a much more uh, large guiding force in in the state than uh, and, and and that that sort of laws and culture are downstream from artistic innovations yeah. and so we should be real real wary when you know punk rock comes to Athens mm-hmm. or, or whatever. I don't the know. The eighties were a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think there's something to that where like the, um, the artistic expressions end up becoming embedded in the cultural identity and then the cultural mm-hmm. identity gets codified into laws. And right. then, um,
1: yeah. Yeah. And then the, I thought this quote was really good. I actually put it in my commonplace book. He says, the lawlessness of what you speak easily steals in. Yes. I replied in the form of amusement, and at first sight, it appears harmless. Why, yes, he said, and there is no harm, were it not that little by little, this spirit of license, finding a home, imperceptibly penetrates into matters, manners, and customs, whence issuing with greater force. It invades contracts between man and man, and from contracts goes on to laws and constitutions in utter recklessness, ending at last, Socrates, by an overthrow of all rights, private as well as public. Rap music, dooming us all,
0: folks. (laughs) But he's on to something there. I don't know. He maybe it's or it's overblown to say that all laws are thrown over or whatever he just said. But yeah, there's a danger there. But there's a, yes that the, the, the. or the uh, that um, our minds will be changed without us realizing it. I mean that's I don't know. It's totally true. It is. I think it's true. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are you would ascribe to like banning certain sorts t- types of music. Uh. I, so I have a child that was announced on the podcast a while ago. I will be cautious of what music this child listens to. Like I will, it will not just be a purely laissez-faire, do whatever you want to, with the reason being some music is harmful. And when he's older, I would, I will teach him that principle, but at first it will look more like censorship before it looks like teaching him how to make his own decisions. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But...
2: Yeah, I remember driving home and had this little like through the looking glass moment where there was four or five sort of inane pop songs after each other. And I was, for whatever reason, was trying to think of, could I crystallize the message of this pop song into one phrase? And five in a row, and it was the same phrase. It, It boiled down to this. I am amazing. Nobody else realizes this. One day they will. And that right. was like the message of five songs in a row. Right. Um, um, you will one day see that I am as awesome as I know that I am. Right. And I was like, at some point, that's got to be formative on the listener over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And at some point, if that's formative on every listener over and over and over again, that's going to reflect itself in what we think the pursuit of happiness or the good mm-hmm. life is. Right. And there's, yeah, I'm sure you can look at current political uh, instabilities and trace it back to what seemed to be inane or or jazz
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: <perfect>. or what <laughs> seemed to be like innocuous or benign uh, sentiments back in the day or whatever. The anyway. Moving from Or normal, we're just be- becoming like letting grou- in the tritone. Yes. <laughs> or we're becoming much. just grouchy old men we we'll are be like, oh be music these days. Well, that's ruining kind of the my kids. point is that
1: like the tritone came in and everyone yeah. thought that the devil's <laughs> the devil's interval was gonna sure. ruin everyone's mind and mm-hmm. it didn't and
0: but I, I, so the, Elvis or, didn't ruin us all. There we go. Or it did. I, I, that's it what did. I'm saying. Or, so it just one, did in a longer time frame. Right. So one way of doing this is to say, you know, I was born in 1989, so the music of the 90s is perfect, but anything post-2010 is wicked. Yeah. But I, actually, what if it, this actually started in the 1800s? Oh, well, my and,
2: goodness. We're butterflies who landed on a tree and don't think it's growing. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Good, wonderful. What? Or landed
2: on a tree and don't
1: think it's on fire. <laughs> what is
0: happening? No, because it, it's growing so slow. Oh No, I'm saying, yeah, so the problem is older and actually go back to older music. Like, maybe all music in the last hundred years... We shouldn't made. have moved past the lyre. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that those Greeks were onto something. So, anyway, Gregorian chance, man. That's I feel
1: one. like we have just undercut ourselves with every, like, audience out I, there. I, like, we're talking these about guys. classical stuff. We're all
0: about old things. We're <laughs> corpusably <curmudgeonly laughs> about certain things. So, I'm sorry to all... Uh, but all of our lyre players who are listeners will love this episode. Yeah, we so. didn't
1: dunk on them. For, for the record, I love a lot of modern music and I am completely dissolute. Um, <laughs> all right,
0: so the next... The next thing
1: they, he talks about is like since Do you our think guys it's been healthy for you,
0: uh, like is there no moral value? Yeah, there's no. Listening to that modern music does nothing to you.
1: Oh man, I actually have. I've been thinking a lot about this a lot lately, especially in it in in regards to students. And I'm sorry, audience, if we're a little off track here. I'll try to hustle through what you, some other What bits. do you think we do
0: every episode? This, uh, but you know,
1: I have I have some content. I have important content, maybe. <laughs> so so this is why we need to go about out
0: of for 40 minutes. Is that same yeah. thing? we do. Every, funny. <laughs> think, is funny. This
1: is maybe not as important. But, same thing we do every night, Pinky. But the honest the honest <laughs> truth <laughs> is over the world. I don't like. I don't. A lot of that music probably has not been beneficial for me. And I think that as a high schooler, and I, I think many of our high schoolers have this exact same thought that like, they will be one person for a, for a time, and then they will listen to an evil song, and then they will continue to be that same person. Because the cumulative effect of evil songs and, and the consumption of evil art is almost imperceptible and can only be perci- perceived over the course of decades, totally. right? So like, as a high school student, I was like, I listen to Rage Against the Machine, that was great. For the record, Rage is still great. Um, <laughs> great, wonderful. But but like, there's there are some songs and some things, and and the problem is that when you then later need to think, these are the things that are readily at hand, right? Yeah. I have like, maybe, maybe setting my table with a single packet of Cheez-Its mm-hmm. a, among a feast is mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing. But if my table is completely filled with trash, then when I have to reach for something on the table, I'm going to come back with trash. And I think cumulatively in my own life and in my own soul, it has been a a negative effect. And so I'm, you know, like I'm always sort of trying to reevaluate my own entertainment and where that lands. And so like students, if you're listening, like personally, I I ascribed to the, I think that it is a silly thing to talk about music as having detrimental effects, but having lived through that attitude and come out the other side of it, I can say that it definitely had some negative ones. But that said, like I am working at a classical school and like I'm faithful and I encourage kids every day. So like there are worse outcomes. It's just that it's a struggle for me.
2: Instead of taking it from us, maybe an experiment is best. Like, I did this with music for a while. Uh, do a fast where you don't listen. You're trying to listen any music at all for a set period of time. And then when you get back into listening to music, listen into something that you're like, man, I wish I liked this. So what I did most recently, this, the school year was I didn't listen to music for a long time. And then when I came back, I only listened to a certain, a couple of composers. I wanted to like find, I wanted to see if there was like any good contemporary composers. Taylor Swift. No, no. So I <laughs> like found the this. So this Russian one guy, composers. he's Estonian. His name is Arvo Part. A R V O and his last name is Park, P A R T, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But I listened to his music sort of exclusively for this the first, what are we in week, week nine of the school year? Mm-hmm. I've been listening to him exclusively every morning while I come into school and in grade before school starts for about nine weeks. And and it's just like with any sort of fasting, when you haven't listened to something for a while and then you do something completely different, your taste sort of changes. Right. And I went back and I was listening and then like the radio was on and was listening to some music that was kind of like inane, boring, and it's just I don't know um uh there was a benefit i don't want to put too fine a point on it but um but if you're yeah don't take our word for it listener if this is something that you are thinking about and you and you're asking yourself like i wonder if plato is onto something about this or if he's just a grouchy old dude well then test it yourself
1: yeah i think it's just an accumulated darkness and i think that the same kind of thing happens when you spend too much time on the internet right the internet is a it is a palpably darker place than the real world, yeah. right? It's, it is actually darker. And if you spend more time there than you do in the real world, it will coagulate right, she'll into she'll a darkness, up. right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Anyway, so that was a good question. And <clears throat> glad I got to honestly answer it. Yeah. All right. So he, he kind of goes on and compares our state, full of well educated people who are listening to excellent music mm-hmm. and just being awesome, and how, how much of an easy time they will have legislating themselves, right? If we got to figure out, and his example is like, uh, when the young are to be silent before their elders, how they are to show their respect for them by standing and making them sit, what honors do to parents, what garments or shoes are to be worn, the mode of dressing and hair, deportment and manners. Like, you, they will invent for themselves all these rules, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need to make little rules for our state about these because once we've taken care of education, they will regulate themselves. Hmm. And he compares it to a state that, doesn't regulate himself. And Man, I would love it if my students stood up when
2: I walked in the classroom. Holy smokes. You well, can make set, that happen.
0: Set that expectation. No, yeah.
2: but I, apparently you just said it was going to do it. It was going to take care of itself. If I write if educated. If they are not done being educated. Oh, okay. This there is this is part of their yeah. education. But then I feel like it loses something. Then I feel like I'm a big like turd if I'm making them
1: do it. I, <laughs> but, I demand that my students address me appropriately that means that's not true.
0: dude but lord hannenberg is fine because that is because <laughs> i'm a lord new listeners aj is in fact a lord anyway just so you know that he's just he's not actually anyway whatever he Weird is actually facts. a lord A yeah.
2: purchased title
0: he still has not title. from not a title how many lordships weren't purchased graham <laughs> that's a
2: um, great point wow uh, the lord some of the more ancient lordships <laughs> that's a great point. anyway anyway
1: grumble <laughs> grumble jealous you want yeah. a lordship go buy one yeah, seriously you want to be a lord Spend the $25. <laughs> I think I want to be a Duke. Wouldn't that be? You would outrank me. Yeah. And okay, I would, but- I would have to address you as my leash. Oh,
0: <laughs> worth it now. Or
1: my Lord, okay. I, I would act. I would actually make an effort to do that. Okay. We have to move on. Okay. Um, so basically once we have everything squared away in education, we good, Right. And the <laughs> sure. next thing, so he's like, okay, we figured out all the small quib- quibbles about legislation, all the small laws. We don't really need to worry about that as so long as our education is solid. What about the spiritual life? Hmm. And he says, well, we're going to leave that to the God, right? Whatever the God tells us to do, Apollo, he's been our man for a long time. He's in charge. We'll do what he says. We'll maintain the oracles, rock and roll, right? He's not bringing any big upheaval there. And then he's like, all right, well, we did it. (laughs) Guys, we built the state. As far as we know, this baby's perfect, right? She's carrying us all the way. So, it's, just to be clear, they built this city, but not on rock and roll. <laughs> yes, def- on oh. liar yeah. and the major scale, gotcha. or whatever their version of the major scale was. And lies. Yeah. Yeah. And lies. Yeah. And cool. lots of lies about cool. everything to everyone. Great city. Yeah. Gra- and, and heavy censorship. Good. <laughs> okay. Sign me up. And then he says, look, what we're trying to do at the first was figure out where justice, justice was. Right. How, where can we do it? it? And they're like, well, we don't know. Right. Uh, and he says, well... Now we have to look at the qualities in the state and then maybe we can look back in the qualities in the man. So Mm -hmm. what are the good qualities in the state? And in one of my favorite little sections, he just says, clearly the virtues are four in number. He's like, if there are four things and you're searching for one of them, what you can do is find the other three. And then the one you're the extra one you need is the leftover one. Oh my gosh. If I'm looking for like three chips I lost, and I found three of those. Well, the fourth one is the fourth one, and it's got to be somewhere. Oh it's gosh. the ones left over, right? What is happening? That was a horrible <laughs> analogy, but stick with me. And he <laughs> says, do you, do you use, like, loose chips? All the time, yeah. You guys don't lose chips? Yeah, no. Just, I, the worst is when you lose a chip, and then it gets hit and becomes multiple chips mul- lost, yeah, and just yeah. multiplies your pains. That's yeah, true. But
2: there's, like, not a lot of, of distance traveled from, like, the chip repository to the chip telos. You're short. My <laughs> arm is longer. Yeah.
1: That's true. You have long arms. And I don't eat exclusively Pringles. Like yeah, you can just yeah, upend yeah. the that can way. in your mouth and you let, let the whole stream go in. Yeah. Okay. So he says, clearly the virtues are for a number. He basically says, that's our tactic. We're going to, if we're searching for a fourth thing, we'll find the first three and then okay. it'll be whatever's left over. And he says, and is not a similar method to be pursued about the virtues Which are also four in number. He just says it. He doesn't doesn't prove prove it. it. That's what I was going to say. There is no, Socrates. How could it be otherwise? (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, no no kidding. The answer is uh, clearly. (laughs) So so he he basically says there are four virtues, and then makes absolutely zero effort to prove that there are four, and just says, "Yeah, sure." I mean, he's right. There's also four Ninja Turtles. Just want to (laughs) point that out. Clearly, how could it how could it be otherwise,
0: Socrates? There are only four Ninja Turtles. That's
1: right. Good. Okay, so he says. All right, well, whoa, the first, whoa, whoa, wait a minute.
0: Yeah, oh, you're trying to Leonardo line up it. is the rational. one. There we go. I was going to say tie tie the virtues to the Ninja Turtles. No, Don is no, the
2: rational one. Leonardo's the
0: spirited one. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're doing no Michelangelo's is the spirited. Well, no,
2: Michelangelo's no, I was like the appetitive
1: appet- one. What's Raphael? Um, the vices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Yes. No, because there are four virtues. If we have well, well after oh, yes. we're we, done, oh yeah, we'll we'll tie we'll the virtues yeah, yeah. to every Ninja Turtle. Okay, okay, I'm on it. Yeah, yeah, we're we're with it. Okay, so the first virtue, he's like, okay wisdom. Where, where's the wisdom of the state? And how, how much time am I running with? Top here? of the heap. Yeah. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Top of the heap is wisdom. Okay. So he says wisdom. If you said like the wisdom of a state is in its carpenters. No, no. Cause that's just wisdom in carpentry. You're just yeah. like, all good at carpentry. Mm-hmm. He's sure. Like so, where would you say where is wisdom found? You said guardians. at the top. The the guardians, the top. Right, the people who the, can correctly make decisions about right. the whole state. The state. Right, yeah. so that is wisdom. Okay. And I quote: "It is the knowledge of the guardians." He replied, and is found among those whom we were just now describing as
0: perfect guardians. Right? This is about to blow my mind. Sorry. So the virtues are actually located in each of the functions of the city. So he's not saying all four virtues are in our leading guardians. No. Right. no. These so have wisdom. He,
1: right now he's looking at the virtues of a state. This so is so interesting. the okay. wisdom of a state is, is found in, is in the, the leaders, le- leaders wow. of the state. Okay, this is cool. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, it does. Right? And the, so the courage is easy too. That's in the, guardi- the fighting the Yeah, guardians. where is the courage found? Well, in the courage the fighting is guardians. clearly like the virtue the courage virtue of mm-hmm. a state, mm-hmm. right? right? If we're looking at a state as a whole, that right. is found in our the guardians, Fighters. the fighting mm-hmm. guardians. Right. Yeah. He doesn't go in much into exactly what wisdom is beyond just making like right decisions. Sure. Right. Good counsel, truly wise, making decisions about what to go and where to go and what to do. Sure. And temperance. Knowledge, is- knowledge right? It's it's like knowledge of good
0: knowledge. I, I didn't define it last episode, which I should have, but prudence is usually uh, inserted for wisdom. It's the right action at the right time. Yes. That's practical that's, that's knowledge. Practical right? knowledge. Um, and so he says,
1: okay, courage. You've attributed it mm-hmm. to our, our, our guardian right. class of warriors, throw down class. right? The throwdown. Oh man, that is such a great name that for awesome. it. Throwdown class. Can we have that as yep, an elective throwdown class? <laughs> well, we have, we have martial oh. arts. We had the, mar- we had the yeah. judo class. Yeah, but they're just training to hit non-assailants. Mm-hmm. I want them to you hit love- each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> throw <laughs> throw boxing class. class. This is why you don't teach that. But class, like various please. types of throwdown. We we'll just have like, we do throw a bunch of pipes on the floor and be like, throw down. Go for it. Yeah. Good. Okay. There will only be one single lecture every class. Only one kid classes. Classes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can good. email us at class stuff. Okay. If you want to teach that class. Yeah. So okay, courage. What is courage? You guys know this. I feel stupid asking the question because you're just going to give me the right answer. But what's courage?
0: Courage is the mean between foolhardiness and cowardice.
1: Yes. But you've told me where it's located yeah. between two things. What, yeah. what does that mean? What, what is what it's, is courage? What's it's its doing the right thing. Nope.
0: Prudence. That's, That's prudence. Oh, whoops. Um, do I actually, do you guys not know this? Fighting battles that ought to be fought? I don't know the actual, okay. Bonus. I actually get to tell you guys these things. Okay.
1: So this is, let's see here. This is, this is the actual quote. This is what courage is. Okay. Uh, The city will be courageous in virtue of a portion of herself, which preserves under all circumstances, Mm. that opinion about the nature of things to be feared and not to be feared in which our legislature educated them. And this is what you term courage. So they are taught. These things are to be feared, and these things are not to be feared. Fearing the right things. And maintaining that in every situation. That means Mm. in duress, in battle, not in wartime. So like if, if you're not a war and you're like, I fear nothing, well, you're not really being truly courageous, so, yeah. right? You're being foolhardy.
0: It's right? like an objective, uh, nature of a thing, whether it ought to be feared or not. That's interesting. Right? That is true. Courage. That's so interesting. People yeah. like to think courage is like just blasting
1: in despite danger. That's not true. Courage. True courage is maintaining an opinion on yeah. what is to be feared and not feared. Yeah. Right. Even if they are torturing you and you're like, look, you can kill me. That's the worst you can do. You can mm-hmm. never destroy, destroy my soul. Right. So I don't fear you. Yeah. Right. That's good. Like. That, that is exactly. true courage. Yeah. And so that is found in our guardians, right? Mm-hmm. If our guardians always have in mind, like, here's what to be feared, which would be defeat, disgrace, mm-hmm. and the destruction of the state, mm-hmm. versus what is not to be feared, which
0: is an enemy assailant, sure. mm-hmm. right? Then they are courageous. Okay. This is interesting. I like this. Where in the world is temperance? Is that the, oh, that's next. Yeah. That's so. in the,
2: like the little uh, artisan class. Okay. So what is, is,
1: what is
0: temperance there?
2: Uh, temperance is not too much not too few yeah, you won't like is to the right is the right amount
0: might Am so you're gonna say this is this doesn't answer your question but it's the mean between being a bump on the log and doing nothing and excess of like gluttony so okay. it's um consuming or like engaging when one want, when one ought to and not engaging when one shouldn't okay or yeah i don't know who who does that like what part of our city does that that's a great question so Our families, our workers,
1: um, I'm I'm going to hustle up a little bit because we are running out of time and there's still a lot to do. But temperance is not located in any single group. Oh. Temperance is the harmony of the whole. That's cool. So temperance, you have often said like it means not too much, and not too little of mm-hmm. the various pleasures, right? right. Basically, he says it, it's a man being his own master. That's good. But that is a silly way to say it, a man being his own master. If yeah. the master and the man are the same, same, the slave and the master are the same thing, then I'm not really saying anything. So, when I say a man being his own master, what I truly mean is part of a man ruling over the rest of the man that should be ruled and the and the harmonious agreement between the two. Mm. Interesting. One thing should rule, yeah. one thing should be ruled. Mm-hmm. And so, in a state, it is the same. It is the statement that it is that... Um, Here, here's the the actual definition. Most truly then may we deem temperance to be the agreement of the naturally superior and inferior as to the right to rule of either, Mm -hmm. both in states and individuals. So the superior knows they should rule. They know it's their right and they stay at top. The inferior know that it is not their place. And they say, you guys rule. We'll stay here. Bonus, right? Right. That is what we have chosen you for. You are in that place. Sure. My biggest question when I read this was how often has this been used to justify slavery? Totally right
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: and that's that's
2: the charge that people have put against plato and even aristotle is that i mean uh, plato with this that that those are
0: grounds for and also aristotle is in fact in favor of slavery Mm -hmm. like Right. It is not incorrect to say that. The, that right. The naturally superior and inferior, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. That's
1: that's troublesome. In his state, he is actually choosing, like, he he allows for mobility in the classes, mm-hmm. right? If I'm oh. smart and I and I show aptitude, then right. I'll get bumped up. Right. And if I'm supposed to be in the guardian class and I really suck at my job, I'll right. be bumped down, right? Oh, sure. So his actually allows for mobility. And yeah. so there is, like, a natural recognition that, yes, these people are made for this job and you're sure. not. Sure. But on the same token, like, there is, like, in my class, temperance is the agreement of the students to let me rule. hmm and then me agreeing to like rule the students appropriately that right. is temperance mm-hmm. right and that keeps anything from flying way off the handle yeah. and it has it makes more sense in a man okay okay next one is justice. so we've done the 3 right, right. what's left
2: justice so oh, the the, justice. Uh, the the little artist in class
0: yeah okay that's so what justice is? the dudes that doesn't make any sense uh, the
1: younglings so the underlings that's where justice lives just in them mm-hmm. now, okay justice so. is everywhere So he says, basically he's like, oh man, what's left? I don't know. And he's like, yeah, we're going to look. And he's like, I feel like we've been hunting around and she's hiding in the bushes somewhere. (laughs) Where are we going to find her? There's this great little dialogue. And (laughs) he's he's like, would that I could, but you should regard regard me as a follower who has just eyes enough to see what you show him. This is about as much as I am good for. That's the person listening. He says, offer up a prayer with me and follow. I will, but you must show me the way. Here is no path, I said, and the wood is dark and perplexing. Still, we must push on. What in the world? Let us push on. Here, I saw something. Oh, my gosh. Hello, I said. I begin to perceive a track, and I perceive that the quarry will not escape. This is... oh, good news, oh he said. God. Truly, I said, oh, we are stupid fellows. That's so good. Why so? Oh, why am I good, sir? Oh At the beginning, I'm like, they, they, they back that's and like forth. That's crazy. really silly back and forth. And essentially, what he says is, look, we've had justice all along. Hmm. Justice is the quality of doing your own thing mm-hmm. and minding your own stinking business, mm-hmm. right? Well, not meddling yeah. in anyone else's affairs. Yep. He's like, we said that from the very first. We wanted our people to do one thing and do it well and not mess with anybody else's job. Mm. And he's like, if you do that in a state, then you're not trying to take anybody else's business. Yeah. You're not trying to trying to like ju- jump into a, a job that isn't meant for you. Mm-hmm. Not like trying to oust people who should be ousted. You're not stealing from anyone. You're just doing like... What you taking care of what's yours yeah. and doing what's good. Mm-hmm. I think that Aristotle eventually will sort of revolutionize the notion of what justice is in the Nicomachean ethics. Mm-hmm. I think his definition is probably better than just like, do your own thing and don't be nosy. Right. But that's essentially what Plato says is mm-hmm. like,
0: but I think we shot down. Aristotle's is closer to giving everyone their due. And I thought we right. shot that down in book one as not a good definition. Right. That was the one about the, uh, if Graham gives me his guns and then comes back and says he wants to shoot someone like I can't, I shouldn't give him his guns back, yeah. but that would be unjust. Yeah, that's fair. What so the heck? What's my guns. So I don't know. Yeah. Um. Basically, he says, okay.
2: So unjust.
1: So this is justice, Sorry. right? Come if and take them. Three distinct classes, any meddling of one into the other or the change of one into the other is the greatest harm to the state, right? Uh-huh. If you're meddling with each other, it's going to cause problems. Yeah. Right. So that's justice. All right. So they've got the four and he's like, bonus. Yep. So we've got justice as far as a state goes. Does that hold true in man, right? How do we take the notion of justice within the state, which is everybody sort of doing their own thing, and transfer it to a man. And he's like, well, we've got... Three parts of a state mm-hmm. are the three parts of a man. And listener, you don't know how significant this portion is, but this is where the four virtues, the four cardinal virtues, are established. And wisdom, they, justice,
2: courage, temperance.
1: And yeah. they stood for. I think that's now we're looking at twenty. Stood. They still stand. They are. Oh, that's what I'm that's saying what 2,400 saying. years mm-hmm. from this like, until now. They right. have stood for the last 2,400 years, yeah. affirmed and reaffirmed by every philosopher and theologian up until now. Sorry. Right. This is like a. Plato is not screwing around. This this is the defining chapter for the four virtues, Mm -hmm. and it is it has stood since then. Like that is how Christians added three more. Uh, But the cardinal virtues are available to all men. Mm -hmm. The 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 theological virtues are available supposedly only through our interaction with the divine. Mm -hmm. So these are the virtues of all men, no matter your station, no matter your faith. Right. You can be just and temperate and wise and have all those things, even with no faith. But then, will the three?
0: Do the three parts of the city then tie in with our tripartite soul? Yes. Uh, okay. And so, so this, this is also that? like, okay. I'm telling you, this, this chapter is, is huge because yeah, this sure. is
1: where they figure out like, okay, what are the different parts of man? Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, do we still have in our body sort of a, a like ruling part? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you got to get a rat, like a rational soul that sort of right. makes decisions. And he's like, do we have an appetitive soul? Something that wants stuff? And he's like, the mm. noms, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sure. You, you got a part of the soul that yeah. like, that wants things and that, that super makes sense. So he says, let's see, we can clearly assume that they are two and that they differ from from one another. The one with which a man reasons, we may call the rational principle of the soul and the other, which is, which he loves and hungers and thirsts and feels the fluttering of any other desire may be termed the irrational or appetitive, the ally of sundry pleasures and satisfactions. It's like, great. There's two principles in the soul. And he's like, what about spirit? Right? Um... Okay, so the way, the way he comes up with reason versus appetite is mm-hmm. that he says, look, sometimes you have a desire that you know it's not a good thing to fulfill, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, if I'm, yeah, sometimes. If I'm super thirsty, <laughs> but I knew that there, there are there's, like, poison in the water, oh, I will desire to drink that water. Like, my sure. appetite, I will want it so bad. Or, like, you've known this if you've been camping. Like, mm-hmm. you see a stream, you want to just dunk your face in right. it because you're so thirsty, but if even you even drink if that, water or you like get it, in Giardia, or right? you get like, beaver fever. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's so he's I've never like, heard okay, it called that, that's the thing. Is, I, I believe you. Yeah, he goes through this whole thing establishing that, like, if two things are opposed to each other, they must be different parts, right? I can't say that they are one whole when they're trying to do two different things, sure. right? Sure. So there, he's there's this whole section about him proving how that's a principle, and we don't need to go into it. But yeah. he says, like, look, if you're trying to do two different things with this glass of water, you've clearly got two different parts of the soul that are at war: one that is reasonable and one that desires, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, all right, what about the uh, spirited one? And he's like, well, I remember this story about this guy named Leontius, son of Aglion. And he he was coming like up to the north wall of this city. Uh And he saw a whole bunch of dead bodies at the place of execution, like just a bunch of dead things. Bummer. And I don't know if you guys are the same as me, but when you're watching a horror movie, you like when the crazy stuff has happened, you're like, oh, I don't want to look. But I also like. (laughs) I kind of want to look through my fingers at the same time. Totally. So you have the desire to look at the dead bodies uh-huh. and he knew he shouldn't, uh-huh. right? He's like, I won't do it. And he held out for as long as he could. For a time he struggled and covered his eyes, but at length, the desire got the better of him. And forcing them open, he ran to the dead bodies saying, look, ye wretches, take your fill of the fair sight. He's like talking to his eyeballs. He's like, look, eyeballs. <laughs> oh my gosh take your fill. He just gets frustrated with himself. Yeah. And so at that point yeah. we have anger uh-huh. and anger can go at war with desire. So right. clearly they're not the same thing. They're two distinct things. Right. And it is allied with reason. Sure. So they find out that the spirited soul will often, you feel really bad if you sort of like give in to your desires. Right. And so there are three parts. There's mm-hmm. the rational, there's the spirited because anger isn't really reason. Right. right. And it's not really an appetite because it can be at war with appetite. Right. So you have reason, Spirit and appetite, and spirit is allied with reason, trying Mm -hmm. to establish those things. And so, here we find the hierarchy of the tripartite soul, which is our very first episode. You can go and listen to it on our website. But man in three parts reason, spirit, and appetites. And he says, Okay, so now if we've had our four virtues Mm -hmm. in the state and we've got the three parts of man, where can we find those in man? Well, what is wisdom? Wisdom of the state was within our ruling class. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a ruling class in man, Mm -hmm. reason, the rational, right seems to line up with reason pretty sure. good right courage can we have courage within a man right maintaining some things are to be feared sometimes and sometimes spirited is that the will yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the will right? right knowing what like being able to maintain even in duress the things that i know are right sure. right um and then we have temperance mm-hmm. so as temperance oh, was harmony within the state how would that look in a person
0: is that harmony between the, har- the, the harmony three between parts? your
2: appetites? A harmony that your appetites are f- are following your spirit and your your reason. Reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so basically, knowing, like my appetites want a thing, but if I have harmony and knowing who is ruling, the appetites will stay ruled by my reason. Mm -hmm. And I will not take too much of a thing because Mm -hmm. I know that there is a point at which I need to stop. Mm -hmm. And my spirit will help me maintain that, right? It will add force to my reason Mm -hmm. and resist against my appetites. So if everything is ruling as it should, Mm -hmm. then we have no problems, right? It's the man gets disordered when those things get out of whack. And I know we've talked about all this before, but like, this is where it comes from. This is where it comes from. It is Plato book four. And I could read, there's a section where he basically defines each of the four virtues. Mm. And then he basically says, justice is maintaining that, that, that hierarchy, Mm. right? So. Oh, interesting. It's putting reason above will and appetites mm -hmm. is justice. Hmm. Yes. All these bound together and each one doing his own job and not trying to do the job of something else, right? If your appetites are trying to do the job of reasoning, that doesn't work, right? Um, And so that the harmony of temperance is like maintaining maintaining sort of a a unification about pleasures across all three and who's in charge and who's in charge well Mm -hmm. that's also justice Justice. right so but maintaining like that sort of unity about how to sort of live in the world i guess yeah
0: Mm -hmm. um do they accept this answer
1: yeah he's like nice great job um yeah, yeah yeah not to rebel any of them to do the work of the others. He sets in order his own life. Oh, so yeah. And this, so justice here, I can read you the quote about justice, but in reality, justice was such as we were describing being concerned. However, not with the outward man, but with the inward, which is the true self and concernment of man. For the just man does not permit the several elements within him in him to interfere with one another or any of them to do the work of the others. He sets in order his own inner life and is his own master and his own law and at peace with himself. And when he has bound together the three principles within him, which may be compared to the higher, lower, and middle notes of the scale and the intermediate intervals, when he has bound all these together and is no longer many, but has become one entirely temperate and perfectly adjusted nature, then he proceeds to act if he has to act, whether in a matter of property or in the treatment of the body or in some affair of politics or private business always thinking and calling that which preserves and cooperates with this harmonious condition, just and good action. Basically, like sticking with it, right? Mm-hmm. Everything in harmony perfect. And then he, like, they go a little further. He's like, "What was, what's vice? Well, when things go screwy. And then he says, okay, so now what do you think about just? Like justice. Um, are we supposed to, can we act justly if we go unpunished? Like, is that a good thing, right? That was the main question, mm-hmm. the question we started with in book one. And the answer is, in my judgment, Socrates, the question has now become ridiculous. Mm. (laughs) Because if I am acting unjustly, it means that I am a disordered person. Mm -hmm. I'm living in a disordered state. I'm a mess. I can't control myself. And so acting unjustly is an inward problem that causes lots of pain. And then he basically, like the end of this chapter says, well, we can look and see that the way of virtue is singular. There's one way to be rightly ordered many ways it, to vice right. and injustice are all over the place. Right. And so he says, from where I'm looking, there are four ones that deserve note and well, I'm sure we'll go into that next chapter. And he says just like uh oh sorry. There's there are problems There are five of the state and five of the soul, and he's going to go over like what states are good. So he's like, ours is a monarchy and aristocracy, right? That's what we like, but we're going to go into which governments are better and which ones are worse. So to summarize, basically they finish up the state saying like, what about our poor guardians? Well, they can suck it up. Mm -hmm. And if we educate everybody really well, everything will run smoothly, which I highly doubt. And also be careful of crazy music. Good. And then we figure out the four virtues and establish the four cardinal virtues, which are again wisdom, courage, temperance and justice in the state and then in the man and basically realize that like acting unjustly isn't the recipe
0: for having a bummer life. It's true. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. All right. Thank you AJ. That was really good. So this has been classical stuff. You should know you can find us online at classicalstuff.net if you want to go listen to that episode one with Graham and AJ where they talk about the three parts of the soul. It is up on our website. You should go listen to that. Yep. You can also find us on Twitter at Classical Stuff, C L S S C A L Stuff, that is on Twitter. And you can email us at classicalstuff at veritasacademy.net. And I think that is all that we have. Cool, cool. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, AJ, for the episode. Cheers, cheers. Bye. Right. Bye.